All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Crossfire Rebirth. This is episode 29. So, it's been well, like two, three weeks since I gave you a podcast. So, and we're back on all platforms. So, I'm pretty much going to try to keep the Spotify episodes limited because I'm trying to get this everywhere. And this is going to be my last year doing this. I need to try and get it out there to as many platforms as I can so that's what I'm trying to do here but the last time I talked to you I gave y'all Royal Rumble predictions as well as giving y'all Super Bowl predictions so let's just get into the Super Bowl before I get into everything else congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs I just don't like how that game ended I don't like how the refs had an influence on how the last two minutes of the game went. I understand why Andy Reid and Kansas City did what they did last night, but I didn't like it. I just didn't. Because um, the game was really competitive up until that point. So I didn't really like that. But um, congratulations to Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all them boys over there in Kansas City. Um, and shout out to Rihanna. You know, I think she did a great job on the halftime show last night. And it would appear that Rihanna is pregnant once again. Because a lot of people on the internet were like, we need confirmation before we're saying anything. Because, you know, you don't want to make an assumption about a woman's weight ever. It's just not something that you do. It's not smart. Um, And I didn't notice it until, like, a good portion of the performance had gone on. And then after that, it was confirmed. So congratulations to Rihanna. On her second child. I don't know if it's with ASAP Rocky or not. I don't know because I haven't looked into it. I gotta be honest with you. But anyway. Um, and shout out to her dancers too. They were doing anything last night. Just that whole performance. I just enjoyed it. It was my favorite performance. Super Bowl wise. It's always going to be. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Don't blame me. And don't judge me either. But anyway so. Let's get into the Royal Rumble. So, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, and congratulations to him on doing that. A couple of things to point out. The performance of Walter, because I refuse to call him his his new name. I just refuse to do it. Um, Congratulations to him on the performance that he had. He lasted the longest amount of time in the men's Rumble. I think it was an hour, nine minutes, and 54 seconds or something like that. So, when he's the Intercontinental Champion. So for him to have that kind of performance in the Royal Rumble, lasting from the first spot to being in the final two with Cody Rhodes, was very impressive. Speaking of Walter, gotta ask this. Um, Santos Escobar was right there. SmackDown. He was right there. And instead, y'all decided to give the nod to... Riddick Moss. Somebody who I guarantee people didn't even know still worked for the WWE. The most notable thing Riddick Moss has done in the company. And this isn't me, you know, trying to talk down to him or anything like that. It's just the truth. The most notable thing he did was being 24-7 champion. And we all know how valuable that title was. It was valuable in the hands of one person and one person only. And that's our truth because everything entertaining that he did with that title in his possession. With everyone else, 
with everyone else did you really care? Like I was happy for Dana Brooke when this was her this it was probably your only championship. I've been a fan of Dana Brooke since the beginning of her career in the company. And she wanted more for that title. And I understood her reasoning for wanting more for that title because she wanted more opportunities for the women in the company. But, you know, I could have told her that that wasn't going to happen. Um, Nikki Cross won the title off of her and then tossed it in the garbage afterwards. So they got rid of that title on television. Nikki missed the garbage can. Bailey and Damage Control were behind her, so Bailey picked it up and threw it in the garbage after she missed. But, you know, so yeah. So Cody Rhodes is going to WrestleMania to face with Marines. The Elimination Chamber is a Saturday, so you guys are getting Elimination Chamber predicts for me as well. But congratulations to Cody Rhodes. Um, congratulations to Walter on the record that he set. Also, congratulations to Drew McIntyre and Sirius for the rumble that they had. Um... I will say another thing before I get off the men's rumble. Why were there no, and I mean absolutely no NXT superstars in the men's rumble? If anything, Carmelo Hayes should have been in the damn men's rumble, dude. He should have been. Especially over fucking Logan Paul. I, I still can't believe they did that. And then it looks like they're setting up a match between Seth Rollins and Logan Paul at WrestleMania, which pisses me off because Logan Paul doesn't deserve to be in that position, and Seth Rollins deserves better than being in that position. That looks like that's the route that they're taking, and I don't like that. And on top of that, for WrestleMania, looks like we're going to get Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio because Rey was supposed to come out, and then Dominic came out after him with his mask on and everything. He was trying to tear it. It was funny because he couldn't. But Dominic had a good performance. He had he, he lasted a while in the Rumble. He didn't have a great performance in the Rumble necessarily, but he performed well. Uh, Booker T and Edge were in the match. Again, I go back to the fact of y'all had Booker T and Edge and Logan Paul in this match. Y'all didn't have any NXT talent at all on the men's side in that match. That's ridiculous to me. Then following the men's rumble, we got the pitch of black match. The less I say about that, the better. Bray Wyatt won, and then following that, he beat Elliot Knight, then following that, a whole bunch of bullshit happened. I don't really know what it was. Uh, Uncle Howdy missed an elbow drop into a platform, and then Pyro went off when he missed. It was really weird. That match was horrible. There were a lot of people that were entertained by what it was supposed to be. I just wasn't one of those people, dude. I was not. This is another gimmick match that they gave Bray Wyatt, and it was another terrible match. It wasn't as bad as the the Wyatt, the Wyatt, the house, whatever that match was with Randy Orton a couple of years ago when they were wrestling inside of a abandoned house or whatever. And a fridge got thrown on the Bray Wyatt or on the Randy Orton or whoever it was. That match was horrible. They keep giving Bray Wyatt these gig matches and, you know, it goes nowhere every time. It looks like Bray and Uncle Howdy are going to be working together now instead of being on individual sides, I guess. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I don't know what's next for LA Knight. I have no idea. 
maybe, maybe he'll be the one to take the title off Walter at WrestleMania. Who knows? Because with the way that they just gave Riddick Moss a championship opportunity when Santos Escobar was right there because they were in the same match, it's it's ridiculous to me. I'm happy that it wasn't carrying Cross because I don't like carrying Cross, but why the hell was he? And I get why it wasn't Ray, but you had Santos Escobar right there. He was right there. I don't understand why you don't give the opportunity to him. Santos had the opportunity to get a chance at Walter a couple months ago with the World Cup tournament. He lost in the finals to Ricochet. And then Ricochet and Walter went on to have a great match with each other. Look, Walter's been having a great run with the Intercontinental Championship. And I don't understand how Riddick Moss got put in this position to be his opposition this Friday on SmackDown because it is Monday, February 13th when I'm recording this. So you guys are going to hear it on the same day, but or it's going to be put out on the same day, but just in case you're not listening to it on that day, that's when this was recorded. So, and following the Pittsburgh match, we got Bianca Belair defending the Rome Championship against uh, Alexa Bliss in a match that wasn't all that great, honestly. Uh, Bianca Belair is still champion, thankfully. Uh, then we got the whole thing afterwards, Uncle Howdy asking Alexa Bliss if she believes she's in control or whatever. I don't know what's really going on with this Bray Alexa Uncle Howdy thing. I didn't like it when Bray was with Alexa the first time. And if they're running it back, which it seems like they are, I don't know what it's supposed to accomplish. Because it didn't do anything for Alexa the last time. So what's the difference now? Maybe that's what I'm trying to understand. Because right now, I don't get it. I still don't get it. Then we go to the Women's Royal Rumble. Where we saw the main roster debuts, technically. But we saw we saw the NXT Champion Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark, and Indy Hardwell all from NXT get their opportunities in the Rumble. I thought that was awesome. Um, I was happy to see some NXT talent in the damn Rumble at all. I'm just going to be honest because the fact that there were no men from the NXT side, I was happy to see some on the women's side. So then we go from there to Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan having the best performance out of anybody that's been in a women's rumble, lasting from one and two to the very end where it was Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, the returning Oscar, and Nikki Cross, who a lot of people probably forgot was in the final four, but she was one of the last individuals in that match. Uh, she, she got eliminated pretty early, so that's probably why a lot of people forget. But yeah, it came down to Rhea, Liv, and Oscar, And then the way that that elimination sequence went with Rhea, Liv, and Oscar, I thought it was awesome. Uh, Rhea Ripley won the Women's Rumble. And she is challenging Charlotte at WrestleMania. And now their match is going to be in front of people. And I can't wait to see how much better their match is because they can... Because like I said, their match at PC Mania wasn't all that great to me, but they are both different competitors now. So I think that their match, especially in front of people, is going to be great. I think they're going to have a great match against each other. And then as far as Bianca's opponent is concerned, we're going to get into that. 
And then we had the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, taking on Kevin Owens, and he beat Kevin Owens to retain the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Never thought I would say all that, but here we are. Um, KO wasn't going to just lay down for Roman, and I'm happy that KO fought to the very end. Um, then following that, Roman Reigns wanted to put KO down. They, the Usos handcuffed KO to the ropes, and they were just soup kicking the hell. And then Roman said he was going to put him out of his misery with a steel chair. Sammy stepped, Sammy Zane stepped in his way and said he didn't need to do it. He was a tribal chief. He's still the universal champion and all this and that. And this is beneath him and all that. And I mean, man, look, we all knew at some point that the bloodline was going to turn on Sammy, but we didn't know how it was going to happen. Roman put the chair in Sammy's hands. And was just telling him they needed to pull the trigger on KO and get rid of KO and and that Roman loved them and all this and that. Once Roman started, you know, pie facing Sammy, I was like, is Sammy gonna hit him? And he eventually did. Roman and the car back to the way that Roman felt when Seth turned on him with the shield. I thought that was a beautiful callback. He felt the same way in everything. Um and then Sammy was apologizing to Jay. And then Jimmy and Solo started beating the hell out of Sammy. Jay didn't join them. Jay left. And then, then they just continued to beat the hell out of Sammy after that. And then following that, Roman said, we're at, he said to Solo, we're at war now, Solo. We take no prisoners now. So we shall see what that means. Because this past Friday on SmackDown, the Usos defended their tag team titles against Braun Strowman and Ricochet, thrown together tag team. I'm happy that they didn't win. I'm also happy that if it meant that the winner of that tag tournament was going to lose anyway, I'm happy that Imperium didn't win the tournament. Because it should be Imperium that takes the titles off of them. They're more legato de Fantasma. They got to do something with them. Those guys are way too fucking talented for them to just be sitting on the sidelines not doing anything, which is why I'm so upset about Santos not getting this opportunity against Walter this week on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, but yeah, so Jay came back this past Friday on SmackDown. We'll get into that. So now let's go on to the next week. Let's go on to NXT Vengeance Day. So we start off the night with the North American Championship match, title defense. Wesley defending the North American Championship against. Die Jack, they had the best match of the night without a shadow of a doubt. Um, NXT usually has a great track record when it comes to how the show starts and then how we continues to go following that. Um, and Wesley and 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 Die Jack had a great match to start off the show. Wesley is still North America champion. I do hope to see Wesley continue to get more opportunities like this on shows like this at Takeover. Because what him and Dijak showed is how much the North American Championship means to them and also how much it means for them to want to steal the show and make everybody else have to follow what they did. Which I will say, I didn't feel great 
for the match to have to follow them because the match to have to follow them was the NXT Women's Championship match between Katana Chance and Caden Carter, who you guys know I'm not huge fans of. Taking on Kiana James, who I am a huge fan of, and Fallon Henley. Um, and shockingly, Kiana James and Fallon Henley walked away with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. It's clear that this is going somewhere in a storyline sense. So they needed the titles on them for them to progress it, I guess. I'm assuming at some point, somebody's going to walk out on the other one. And that's going to cost them the titles. Now, who I think they're going to lose the titles to, it's not going to be to Katana and Kaden. Katana and Kaden already had their time in the sun. And hopefully this is another toxic attraction deal where it's like, they lost, then they get them right back. Like, I don't want that. I don't think... It, I I don't want that. I won't speak for you. I don't want that. I'm tired of Katana and Kaden. They got all up in Rock, Roxanne Perez's face on NXT last week, and now they're about to get fucked up by Mako Satamore. So, I mean, that that's... That's their reward for fucking with Roxanne. That's... They're, they're about to get fucked up by Mako Satamore, so... So I, I don't feel bad for them in that sense because they, they brought it on themselves. They got in Roxanne's face. It's like my must feel it must feel good to to walk away with your championship. They got mad because they weren't champions anymore. It's like y'all never should have been champions in the first place, goddamn. I'm I'm tired, bro. Like those two are not good to me. They're not, but it's just my opinion. We all are entitled to our opinions. Like I'm not here to bury them and talk shit about them and all this and that. They're just not my favorites. So I just put it like that. Then following that, we had the two out of three falls between Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews. Uh, Carmelo won his 2 nothing. He swept Apollo. One thing that confused me, one thing that confused me very much was the arrival of the man who's had three different Name so far. First, he was Baba Tunde. Then he was Commander Aziz. Now he's Dabakata. He was Apollo Cruz's heavy. He was a security or whatever when he was a heel on SmackDown. They brought him back to NXT for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I was left confused. This match wasn't as good as, as a lot of us thought it was going to be, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, uh, Melo won. I'm happy about that. And now it looks like he's on the path to stand and deliver to take the NXT, to, that, to take the NXT championship because it's his time. He keeps talking about how he is him and all this and that. And he's proven that, proven that in the past year with the North American championship and the men that he's beat and the great matches that he's had for that title. I'm happy to see the North American Championship getting a revival in the sense of that it means something. And I hope that the next champion that takes his title off Wesley is allowed to be as great as Carmelo and Wesley have been allowed to be with these reigns. So then we go to the NXT Championship. The NXT Tag Team Championship match the fatal four-way between the defending champions of the New Day Pretty Deadly, Gallus, and Chase Yee. Gallus are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. I saw it coming. I did. 
Uh, I think everybody involved had great performances. But yeah, good for gals. We'll see where this goes for them as far as challengers go, because it looks like pretty deadly might be might be their first challengers, and I don't know how they immediately got back into contention because it looks like Gallus wants to face them because pretty deadly into Gallus is you know incredible run with the NXT UK Tag Team Championships, you know with COVID and everything like that extending their reign for as long as it did they ended that so I think Gallus would like to get that win back I think they would like to get them back for that. So I understand where that's going. And then as far as who should take the titles off of them, schism. The schism. They they should be the ones to take the titles off of them. As a matter of fact, I'll even go as far as to say this. Joe Gage should be the one to take the title off of Wesley. And I can't remember their new names. And Zach Gibson and James Drake should be the ones to take the NXT tag team titles off of Gallus. I don't want Brie Daly to get another run with the titles. I didn't like the run that they had the first time. That's just my opinion. I don't know where the New Day goes from here. That's that's the question there. Um, it looks like Chase U is going into a storyline with Schism and as I stated before, it looks like Pretty Deadly and Gals are probably going to run it back so Gals can get their win back from Pretty Deadly from, you know, a year or so ago when Pretty Deadly took tag titles off of them. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't know where New Day is going to go. Are they going to go back on SmackDown? Are they going to stay in NXT? I don't really know. Um, Xavier Woods is somebody else that I'm hoping gets a WrestleMania moment with the Intercontinental Championship, but we shall see. Then we have Roxanne Perez defending the NXT Women's Championship against JCJ and Gigi Dolan of Toxic Attraction. Roxanne is still champion, thankfully. I don't know who Roxanne is going to be facing. My voice is cracking. I don't know who Roxanne is going to be facing at standing delivery yet. I have no idea. Um, zero clue. I think with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, as long as they continue to build them, that you'll see Alba and Isla take the titles off of Fallon and Kiana at Stand and Live. I don't think Kiana and Fallon are going to be champions for very long. I am very happy to see Kiana James with the championship. Because she's a very talented individual and take we said about following him. Um, so to see two talented athletes actually get rewarded for their hard work, it's great. Now, as far as Roxanne goes, there are some names for me. If Mako is coming back, she's got to be number one. They could potentially throw in there Zoe Stark. Um, they could toss Tiffany Stratton in there if she if they build her properly. Anyway, uh, So Ruka is somebody else because So Ruka continues to impress. She gets better each and every time you see her in the ring. So I mean, rewarding her could be nice. So there are a lot of options for Roxanne. 
Uh, they could obviously go back to her and Court Jade. They could, you know, there's there's they have some options. So we'll see what they do going into standing live and Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller had a steel cage match. It wasn't great. Braun Breaker still champion. As standing and liver, I really hope that Carmelo Hayes takes the NXT championship away from Braun Breaker because I have to be honest with y'all. I don't get it with Braun Breaker. I don't get it with Grayson Waller either. I I just I don't get it with either one of them. Um I just don't. I just don't. Um Like Braun is pretty much Braun has like two moves, bro. That's it. The spear and the power slam. He's like he's like old bird. Which isn't good to me. <laughs> so I mean just you know, and Grayson Waller, yeah, he can talk and all this and that, and that's great. But like where the where is this supposed to be leading? I don't know. He's he's got a match with Tyler Bate uh, tomorrow night on NXT. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Tyler Bate should win. They may actually try and get Grayson to go back for the North American Championship. I don't know. We'll see what happens because they believe in Grayson Waller. I don't as an outsider. But they know a lot more than I do when it comes to that dude. So that's not really say. So yeah, that was Vince's day, and now on to the Elimination Chamber prediction. So there's not a lot of matches booked for Elimination Chamber currently. There are two Elimination Chamber matches. One's for a championship. The other is for a championship opportunity, which go back to what I was saying about Bianca Belair and her opponent being determined. So let's start with this match. Let's start with Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on members of the Judgment Day and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. My only hope with this match is that Rhea does not get hurt. Or that, well, actually, that nobody gets hurt, honestly, but Rhea especially, because I don't want them to have to switch it up for Mania and have to. I just hope she doesn't get hurt. Um, But yeah, we got Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley taking on Edge and Beth Phoenix. I hope Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley win this match. Because if they don't, it's not going to look good going into WrestleMania for Rhea Ripley. Just from a momentum standpoint. Beth looks great. I'm not going to deny that Beth looks fantastic. But Rhea needs to... Finn and Rhea need to win this match. Now, honestly, I think that it should have been Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley in this match, but... Because they were the original disciples of Edge with the Judgment Day. So I think that it should have been Priest in this position. You could have swapped out Balor and Priest in their current in their current positions on this card. And I think it would have made a lot more sense. I get why this match is happening the way that it is. But I just think that Damien should be here instead of Finn. Just because... Of the storyline that could be told with that instead of it being with Finn. I again I get it, but um I just think 
it would have been better if they would have had Damien in this position. I have feeling where you're winning. Don't see why they wouldn't. Just have to be honest. And I also think that with this match, we're also going to see the continuation of the mania, the mania build between Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Now on to the Women's Elimination Chamber match, which will determine Bianca Belair's opponent at WrestleMania. So we got we got Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez. I can just look at the match. We got Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Carmelo, and Oscar. We've seen Bianca and Carmelo so many times. Don't need to see it again, especially not at WrestleMania. I'm happy to see Carmelo back. I'm happy to see that she's doing well. I am happy to see that. Not happy to hear Corey Graves or the commentary when she's out there, but it is what it is. Nikki Cross is going to be going in another direction when it comes to maybe... When it just when it goes in general, when it cross going in another direction, so she's not gonna win this match because she's gonna be feuding with Candice LeRae. Raquel Rodriguez, not a big fan of Raquel Rodriguez. I just have to be honest, I'm not. Um, I don't know what's the she performs in this match, like. Because I think that the final three are going to be Oscar, Liv, and Natalia because they're in Natalia's home country of Canada. So I think that Natalia's going to be in the final three with Oscar. And it's either going to be Oscar, Natalia, and Liv or Oscar, Natalia, and Raquel. We shall see what happens. Um, in the case of Liv Morgan. Liv had her opportunity to be smacked up with Michelle and I was still very happy about that. But it's clear to me that this company doesn't really seem to have... It looks like they have a direction for her, but I don't know what it is right now. Um, So we we shall find out after this match, Natalia. She's going to have a great show in front of her own... in front of her own crowd, I'm hoping. Oscar should win this match. I don't see how you can make a case for anybody else that's here. I don't think Bianca and Oscar have ever had a one-on-one match in WWE. And for their first one-on-one match to happen at WrestleMania would be great. I think they'll have a great match in each other, so I'm picking Oscar. And I hope that it is Oscar. Because no one else here will make any sense to me. It just wouldn't. Now on to the men's elimination chamber match for the United States Championship. You got Austin Theory defending his United States Championship again. Oh my god. <laughs> Against Damian Priest of the Judgment Day, Seth Rollins, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, and Montez Ford, who 
definitely deserves to be in this match. Out of everybody here, if there's one person that I believe deserves this opportunity to go to WrestleMania as the United States Champion, it's Montez Ford. Montez Ford legitimately has everything that you are looking for when it comes to being a WWE superstar. He can do everything. There's nothing he can't do. So, I'm even going to go as far as to say this. Austin Theory is going to be one of the first two people eliminated in this match. There's going to be a new United States champion guaranteed. And then... It's going to come down to Montez and Seth Rollins. And Montez is going to beat Seth Rollins. That's what I got. Montez Ford is going to walk out of the Elimination Chamber as the new United States Champion. Montez Ford deserves this moment. He deserves it. Point blank period. All the theories had is run. It's time for somebody else to get their opportunity. And Montez Ford is that guy as far as I'm concerned. And then we got the Universal Championship match between Sami Zayn in his hometown against Roman Reigns. Sami's not winning this match. He's going to have a great showing, but he's not winning. He's not. And the reason that he's going to lose is because of the Usos. Last Friday on SmackDown, Paul Heyman told Jimmy and Jay to stay home so that they could watch from home to see how different things look on television. And by that, what he means is this. Jay came back up to his brother, retained the tag titles against Braun and Ricochet. Then when they were going back, when they were walking back, Jimmy asked Jay if he was in or out. Jay said he didn't know. Paul heard that entire conversation. Paul asked Jimmy if Jay said anything to him. Jimmy said no. So then following that, Paul got on the phone with Tribal Chief. And all this and that. We also saw Jay and Sammy having a conversation. Sammy straight up said to Jay that he acknowledged him. And a lot of people went crazy for that in the arena because we all know that a lot of people think that Jay should be the one to dethrone Roman as the head of the table. Doesn't necessarily mean he needs the titles to do it, by the way. Because I, I see a lot of y'all on the internet saying that Jay should take the Universal title off of Roman night one at Mania and then night two Cody should take the title off of him. Why would Roman do double duty when he doesn't have to? It's not necessary. The Usos are going to watch from home. I feel like there's a possibility that Roman could attack Solo and they could make you think that there's a chance that the Usos are going to cost Roman at 
Elimination Chamber, but the Usos are going to help Roman in the end. They're going to call Sammy the title, and they're all going to go united into WrestleMania, which is going to lead to Kevin Owens coming out there and saving Sami Zayn. Uh, a suggestion that I believe I heard on after the or uh, after the week on the, with the niece and we watched it, which I enjoy that program very much. Y'all are doing a great job, and they aren't listening, but y'all are doing great. Um, so yeah, I see that being the case, and then we set up for KO Sammy taking on the Usos for the tag titles, for the Raw tag titles. That's how it should have gone, but it's whatever. They're facing them for both sets of tag titles. Um, and then hopefully we get one pair of tag titles after that because I'm tired of the two championship thing. They need to fucking figure that out. So anyway, um, yeah, those are my predictions for Elimination Chamber. So, uh, if you guys listen to this entire podcast from beginning to end, I appreciate you very much. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.